Yo, yo, yo. Welcome back to another Tuto Posto podcast. Today we got Paul and me, Michelangelo, in the house uh, for a Syria special as Syria kicks off tomorrow, Saturday, uh, August 13th. And uh, we are excited for that. We got Saturday games, Sunday games, and a Monday game. Paul's got to wait all the way till Monday for Napoli. Uh, unfortunate. But, you know, I would have liked a Saturday, Sunday morning game for Napoli, but Monday, it's okay. We'll get hey, there. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, how are you doing tonight, Paul? I'm doing great. I'm here to talk some of the best league in the world. I do not want to hear the letter E, P, or L in any one sentences after my what I just said. So no no letters of what I just said. Yeah, just you, you, you put them separate. You separated the letters. You didn't combine yeah. them into one phrase. Yeah, I don't want to hear the phrase. How about that? Let's not hear the yeah. phrase. Um. I only want to hear Serie A, even some Serie B talk. I can get some Serie B talk into this. Yeah. I'm feeling great. I'm wearing pants today. For those of you keeping track, I think that's two shows in a row. I'm wearing pants. So, Pants meter uh, is uh, two for two for the 2022-2023 season of Tuto Posto. What do you think of the flowers in the background? Those of you watching on YouTube, because I'm sure we post these on YouTube. Or we Instagram, do, what do you think of the flowers? I think they're uh, pretty good. It looks like a couple of vases, a couple of different shaped va- vases, vases, whatever you want to say. That like I see that circle one. That's a nice circle va- vase. This one? Yeah, wow. that one. Plum shaped. A little teaser. <laughs> the Andrea Patania of vases. Wow. A little teaser. Look at that. <laughs> uh, man, I, I know what I'm doing. Oh yeah. So uh, today we're going to go through just uh, some final transfer updates. Uh, obviously, the transfer window is not open, but um, since our last time doing transfer updates for Syria, uh, we'll cover those that we've missed. And then uh, we'll go through a few topics uh, that we want to cover, such as like Juventus, Napoli, uh, Roma, and uh, our final top four prediction before the season starts. And uh, we might toss in some relegation uh, predictions as well. So, uh, Yeah. Just listen in to those. And uh, obviously, if you want to follow us, we'll say it here on Instagram, TikTok, Twitter. It's at the Tuto Posto. And Paul said that we post on YouTube now. We do. So uh, you can check that out. Yeah, we do. Um, we've been getting the last few pods out on YouTube and uh, in video format as well with this Skype call um, and a little extra. Uh, if you like to listen on YouTube, you can go listen there. Uh, also, the main podcast is audio version on Spotify. Uh, so we'll get in straight into it to the transfer updates and anything we've missed um, over the past couple weeks. Uh, and yeah, I'll hand it to Paul over the for the big ones and um, just like just a good brush through on these before we get into the teams well, and stuff. I think the easiest one for me to start with is Napoli and how they're playing literally like transfer bingo. Um they do have Kaylor Navas, who seems to be on his way in, though not confirmed, uh, with uh, Fabian Ruiz heading the other way. A lot of people, especially Napoli fans, not too happy with Fabian Ruiz. I hated him two seasons ago. He played really well last season. Sometimes he just switches off defensively, which I didn't like at all. He was just very good shooting outside the box, pinging balls in. Had a really good season last year. It is what it is. Tengway and Dombele messed that one up. My Italian Spurs sending him over to Naples. That's just confirmed a few hours ago, actually, from Fab. 
So that's just about done. Giovanni Simeone coming in, replacing Andrea Patania, who's going to Mazza. Um, Raspadori, I think I failed to mention him. Uh, just like uh, the transfer saga of the summer for me. I've been refreshing Twitter for that guy. I'm really high on that guy in general in terms of like a, a potential wise. And I think he fit in really well in Naples. Just about 80% of the way there. A uh, lot of moving parts. From the outside looking in, it's literally FIFA. It, uh, the way that Naples is treating their club right now is FIFA, and they just blew up their team and just bought a bunch, whole bunch of people. And I don't even know if you can do that, but they're doing it. I don't even know that's this yeah. is like yeah, it's like um, I, I mean Chelsea's done this kind of doing the same thing. Like they're throwing out, sending out so many guys, but bringing in all the replacements. So I'd say Napoli's doing a similar kind of thing with losing like Mertens and Sinye Koulibaly. But they're bringing in a lot of young talent, and I think you mentioned like uh, it's kind of like a FIFA take FIFA takeover. They're like it is. just buying all these young guys and um, like rebuilding in a way. And Napoli's good at that. Uh, it's just like you think uh, maybe one superstar here or there would help. And uh, I don't know. Yeah, Napoli. It'll be interesting to watch. I don't, yeah. I don't know what to think of them really. I brought they brought Kim in as well, who is huge. Uh, I've only seen I haven't seen him play, but he's just a, a monster of a man. Uh, I always have no clue. I, I'm this is the most excited for a Naples team I've been. Period. End of story. It's like I don't know whether to be afraid or excited. It's actually a lot of fun. You don't. I really have no idea what Monday afternoon will bring when they finally play. Like I genuinely have no clue how like how they line up, who's going to be good. Kavara, uh, another one I failed to mention. From Georgia, the country, not the state. Uh, all-time dribbler. The guy is just so much fun with the ball at his feet. Like one of those people you really stand up and watch when he's attacking at a, at a fullback or a center back. And it's it's it'll be interesting to see how it works out. I have no idea. And you have a psychopath manager, Luciano Spuzzi, who's as bald as the day is long, teaching like uh, running it. And um, the only, I think, the only person that has stayed just in general from last season is Tommy, the, the coffee, the espresso guy. Other than that, I think everyone else is literally gone outside of him and like Luciano Spalletti. But it, it's and ridiculous. Is, uh, I don't know what to do. Is Kepa off the board? Kaylor Navas is the next target. I think Kaylor Navas is, uh, they they're saying like it's a separate negotiation from the Fabian Ruiz deal, but I think, he, I think he's coming in to be honest. It makes the most sense because uh, Ospino was the keeper last season and they're kind of interchangeable. In terms of style, and they're like South American, so I think so. Is Kevin Navas South American? I think he's Costa Rican. Right? Let's call that South American. We're gonna be I ignorant so. on this podcast. Yeah. That's South American to me. Um, I don't know. They have a similar. They have, they have a similar style. Only Navas is better. So I mean, I think that's an upgrade there. So I'd say so. And it gives Donna Rumor the starting job at PSG finally. Hands. That's a. A handshake emoji. Yeah, about Off time. That, um, Juventus is doing some things too. I don't. I'll, I'll preface it with this, and I won't. I'll try to. I'll, I'll try to touch on Juve, top to bottom. I don't know if I like Juve's window. I'm trying not to be biased, and the reason I say that is this: I think Memphis Depay is going to go there. I do think yep. he's going to go there, but in terms of Di Maria, if they get Memphis Depay. And Paul Pogba, those are three ball-dominant players that love the ball. Kind of have that arrogance to him. Maybe a little less Di Maria, but also kind of. Eh, he kind of... No, I, I, yeah, I think Di Maria's past that. Um, 
I think he's kind I of an a-hole. P- yeah, the years at PSG have taught him to be a team player, I think. You think? Uh, well, I, I mean, Mbappe, Neymar, all those guys. Messi came you in. Yeah, have who needs his touches. He's coming back. And you have Vlahovic who needs his touches coming back. I, I do kind of – there is part of me that's like, we do have a lot of ball-dominant players that love having the ball. And not enough, like – not enough guys that will just, I don't know, get stuck in and, like, Kind of like, honestly, like a Declan Rice. Kind of like, oh, back-to-back pause. We, we should be a, just a Declan Rice podcast. Honestly, like a Declan Rice. I really don't see on that team. But good good moves on paper. But I'm actually I'm interested to see how it uh, shakes out on the field. Yeah, I mean, we'll, we'll get to them in a minute. And I have my thoughts on Juventus, definitely. And then uh, so a couple uh, recent ones that I've, I've seen. You missed uh, Kostic. Uh, which we mentioned True. before the pod, yeah. uh, coming from Europa League winners Frankfurt to Juventus. Uh, for me, this is just a, a FIFA guy. He's super fast left winger, and uh, that's kind of the side that they need help on. They have a lot of right wingers right now uh, with Chiesa. That's kind of his preference, and Di Maria as well. I think Di Maria is a little more flexible, but um, left side now covered with Kostic. I think he'll probably play a lot too. Um, and then... Damsgaard recently leaving Sampdoria for Brentford. So for Brentford, that's a great get. He's a great uh, midfielder. I think he's Norwegian yeah. as well. But uh, tough loss for Samp, and that might uh, hit towards their table spot, table finish. And then I think since our last pod, a uh, couple other notable names is, I know we've mentioned it on the EPL pod, but for Paul and his opinion, we have uh, Skamaka from Sassuolo to West Ham. So... I mean, how how we feeling, Paul? We were talking. Me and Beef were talking. Is uh is West Ham catching up to your Italian Spurs as the Italian team of the I won't of the English league? <laughs> I uh, I heard that. I listened to the last podcast, though some people on the last podcast wouldn't think I did. Like didn't didn't think I would listen to some people on on the last yeah. podcast. Some people. Uh, I'm. I'm rooting for Skamaka. I really am. I he is in contention of a jersey jersey purchase for the season, uh, like pretty high in contention. Uh, I don't know how he's gonna do because I feel like every striker that goes to West Ham kind of stinks. Like Antonio really wasn't that good last season. I really can't think of a striker on West Ham that was like dominant. So which is a type. I mean, of, it, like yeah, Antonio's been good, and then uh, I think Alaire went there, and then true. I think he. he He's uh he recently got sick, so blessings or prayers to him. But um he was good. Uh and Antonio had has had his seasons, but I think yeah, he wasn't as dominant last year. I, I'm I'm excited. He is really good. He is a Holland type. I was telling Beef last season when Arsenal was in the uh, market for a striker to look at him because he is like Holland, but just not as a good, of course, and B not as pricey. You can get him at a cheaper rate and a similar type player if that's what you're looking for. But the the power and the strength is 100% there. I think with the right players around him, he could they could really mold into a great striker. I honestly have no again no idea. I it's, I guess if you want me to be a pundit here, I'm being a bad pundit. But yeah, I hope he does well. Give, it, give an opinion. God damn it. I know. I have fucking no idea. Like, give a take. But uh, yeah, that's. I mean. That's enough of that league. We said we weren't going to mention it, and I, I mentioned it. I'm sorry. Yeah. So, uh, and before we move back to Syria, Paul was pissed off that he didn't even get the start on, I, I think, Saturday that when West Ham played. So, that was a yeah, miss. Yeah, what the hell was that? 
or Sunday. They may have played Sunday. But yeah, he wasn't even starting. City. Yeah. Didn't they? I mean, so tough game to start for, but still should have started the guy. Are you kidding me? My most tatted son. For years, he's been my most tatted son. He lines up against you. You're not, you're running for the hills. Yep. So back to Syria and uh, another big one that we uh, definitely have not covered since our last transfer update is uh, Jorginho Wijnaldum from PSG to Roma. And I got my Roma kit on right now. Roma nice. is looking good. Uh, and that's a big piece added to their midfield. Uh, Paul is skeptical on their defense still. They have not made a defensive move, but it's still possible. The window is still still going. Um, but yeah, that's a great add for their midfield. And definitely PSG did not need him. So it's just a loan, but still um, definitely a good add. And I mean, for Mourinho's sake, more depth and more skillful players in the midfield. Um, I think the debate was like, is he an attacking mid like Dybala? Where is he going to play? But I think he's more of a full, well-rounded uh, midfielder and can play defense as well. So I think he'll be be perfectly fine. I um, if you have, I I had a lot of time on Saturday. Um, and I watched the uh, Roma friendly. Place was rocking. That was awesome. That was the coolest friendly. I watched that. And I was all in on Roma this year. I was like, holy shit! The Stadio Olimpico is packed front to back. And when they announced, I don't even know how to pronounce Windelum. I'm gonna call him Windelum. They pronounced yeah. Windelum, Dybala, and my most, my best good looking son, Nico Zaniolo. The crowd went nuts. There's something special brewing in Rome this year. You gotta feel it. They are missing a defender, and I and it seems as though they're they're trying to poach one of Eric Bailly or Victor Lindelof, who are prime candidates. Actually, it would be good gets. I don't know if it'll happen. Just all rumors. Um, but yeah, that is that's the real deal. They played in a like a I don't even know like wing backs, and there was a lot of midfielders in there. Three at the back. And a whole bunch of stuff going on, but the the link up play from the midfield into Tammy was was real. That was they looking solid. And Dybala looks really good. And the scary thing about Dybala, I think, those of you who followed Serie A for a while, it was like Pirlo when he went from uh, Milan to Juve, he played with a bit more like vengeance because you know Milan wrote him off, so he had that like renaissance portion of his career at Juventus. And I think that's it seems like that's going to happen with Dybala at Roma, where he's like going to try to stick it to both Inter and Juve for not really going after him. So it, it'll be interesting. And I, again, like we keep saying it, but Mourinho, I think, is the key to this. I think like Dybala under Mourinho is going to be very interesting and I think uh, great for him. And like you said, like a little vengeance uh, against Juventus. I will say this too. Watch out if I really hope he stays healthy. Lorenzo Pellegrini, he looks really good this year. He looks rested without injury. Um, that midfield looks unbelievable. The captain, I, I'm really yeah, excited. I, and I don't want to get too. I mean, we can get right. I, mean, I guess we can lead into the uh, uh, what we think on some of these teams like Roma. I, I guess this would be a good time. Um, yeah. Spinazzola is back, and yep. he was. If you watch the Euros, one of the best players fatally, and everyone was hyping him up. He obviously got injured, but he was like having a. I'd compare him to Teo Hernandez, like that. He's super fast. He's very attacking, and uh, in the five at the back, like you mentioned, he could thrive. 
And uh, under Mourinho, he could thrive. So if he stays healthy as well, I think he's going to be a player to watch for sure. Uh, I did not know about the Bailly or Lindelof uh, transfer uh, rumor, but uh, that would be interesting if they got one of them. Obviously, Mourinho was at Man United with both of them, and both of those players were good. I'd say Lindelof got more playing time. Bailly kind of... I don't really remember the last time I saw Bailly play, but he was supposed to be very good. Um, but either one of them would be a great add uh, to this back uh, with Smalling. And um, I think Karsdorp is on the right side. But, yeah, this I mean, this Roma team is the one to watch. Dybala is probably one of the biggest transfers of the window, if not the biggest, and the most exciting to watch. Uh, I think we've all loved Dybala uh, during his time at Juventus, but the past couple of years he fell off. So, yeah, this will be a proven year and I think a good year for him to, to play. I and do think that we harsh. could look back at, like, the lack of market for Dybala as one of the silliest things. Like, why why was, like, not XYZ club going after him a bit more harder? He was, like, he, was, like, he had a while there like, without a club and he went to Roma. Um but I think it's a big prove-it year for Tammy Abraham. He really does not have much of an excuse. We were talking about this on the pre-show. He really does not have much excuse this year. He has literally all, like a, six midfielders behind them. Literally, and like Spinat Sol is back, like wing backs flying. They do have a good young core. I think I mentioned that last time we talked to Roma. Um, they really, and even Sharawi off the bench, a pod favorite. Old man Zio, they call him uncle. Um, great at picking balls in. Like they, they really built it around like, like I don't know, Dybala and Abraham. So I don't know if, if he can't get at least ten to fifteen plus goals. I'll start I'd talking. say I'll say I'll start talking. Yeah, I'd say if he does not get fifteen plus goals, it's a bad season. I'll start talking for sure, barring if he's healthy. If he's healthy, too. yes, yes, of course. But 15 has to be the benchmark. I mean, if you're going to – we were saying before the pod, pre-show, pre-show meeting. Um, yeah, he should be competing with – I mean, Lukaku uh, was the one of the guys when he was at Inter a couple of years ago. But he's back now, and I think Inter's expecting him to be the leading scorer there. So Tammy should be that for Roma. And like you said, they pretty much built it around him. Shrawi, obviously a veteran um, on the left side, but – Zaniolo behind him, Dybala behind him, or on the wing, wherever they put him, and uh, Spinazzola, like you said. But yeah, I mean, he's going to have a lot of great players feeding him the ball, and I mean, may, might Dybala steal a few? Yes, and but if Roma's going to compete for uh, the championship or top four, they're going to have to score goals, and Dybala's going to have to score as well as Tammy. But uh, yeah. I think I, I know a lot of people. It, a lot of people have him as the the leading scorer, the Capo Caninieri. Yeah, I, that's a tough one. I I I, I mean, it, yeah, I see it, but I also don't see it, just because I my guy Victor. I really like Victor. Uh, awesome high on Napoli for that, but yeah. I digress quickly. They also have, like I said, Pellegrini, who is a pass first player. Um, Matic, we failed to mention, also kind of doing the dirty work clean as like a fourth center back there, literally not worrying about going forward. 
I do think like the team is pretty well put together. I just would like to see one more center back in general. One more like I wouldn't even say stud, one more solid center back to come yeah. in and sure up that defense. And I, I I really think they can make a run at they even have depth on their bench. I really think that they can make a run at top three minimum. And if they get lucky, top two or one. So Yeah, yeah. I think that I think one of those defenders that you mentioned would definitely be the final piece that they need to make this yeah, window perfect. For sure. Because, yeah, like you said, they have all that depth. Like, midfield-wise, Dybala, Zaniolo, Pellegrini, Matic, Wijnaldum, and I'm probably missing a couple, but, like, that's five already. And uh, depending where you play Dybala, if you count, he's obviously a forward, but he's playing maybe a, behind the striker, then... Yeah, they have a lot of depth and no excuse there. I think just the, the final piece would be that defender. And last thing I'll say on Roma is that Ro- Jose Mourinho in his bones knows how to defend. And it seems yeah. as though attacking is not a problem. So that's one thing to, to add to like their to build their cap. It's that the saying. So I, yeah, I, and it's, I, yeah, like, it's I, like, I like him a lot. It's like, yeah, he could, if you're playing five at the back, you could pretty much do you, – you don't have to do as much to defend. It just makes it a lot easier. And, yeah, he's known for being able to turn – he could turn a defender into a superstar for all we know. It's Yeah, it's five at the back with Matic in front of them. So it's like who's exactly. solid, who's, who I think will do well in Italy. So, And they have Crisante, people forget, who would come in off the bench. Yeah, so it's like they, they, they're pretty deep. They are pretty deep. I'm excited to see how that plays out. For sure. And uh, we'll move into Juventus. Um, I know Paul had some words on Juventus. Uh, a little skepticism. A little skepticism. I just, like, I feel as though, like, Roma, Napoli, I, to an extent, they all filled, like, needs. They kind of make sense. I feel like Juve just make does transfers for the headline a lot of the time. I don't think they necessarily do things that's right. They try to like all they try to always like get a big signing to come into the club for the excitement. Try to get the big name in, make a big splash. Ronaldo, Pogba, Chiesa is huge in Italy, though maybe not necessarily the world. So it's like big splashes like Di Maria. Um, I do think there's only one ball. Uh, you could, same case could be said for Roma, but for for Juve's point of view if they especially if they get to pie it's like he's ball dominant taking shots all over the place pogba's ball dominant taking shots all over the place it's like i'm not really sure how they're gonna mesh i'm a little skeptical on that losing chiellini as well their rock their captain who every time he stepped on the field juve was never out of line replacing him with bremer probably the best defender in the league last year or at least top two or three Solid replacement, losing the lit as well. So th- there's a lot of move. Arguably, maybe not as much as moving pieces at Naples, but a lot of moving people pieces between Chiellini, who is a leader, and Dybala, who was a leader on the team, both leaving. Uh, Bremer coming in, like I said, there's a lot going on there. And I don't. And Max Allegri arguably plays one of the more boring styles in all of Serie A of like one zero grind out results. So. Let's see what happens. I don't know. I'm I am a bit skeptical, maybe slightly biased. Yeah, I mean, agree with some of those points. Losing Chiellini, obviously a very tough hit. 
and uh, wait, having to wait for Chiesa to be fully healthy is also not uh, that great. But I I do see this team being better than last year. And I think as the transfer that gets slept on, it happened last year, is Volovich. Mm-hmm. I think he could be a player that scores 20 to 30 goals this year. And I think that that's partly could be what make or break, makes or breaks this team. Uh, if he scores that many goals, he's, this team's going to be great because I think their defense is going to be fine with Bremer coming in. Um, obviously, we mentioned Kostic and Pogba that came in as well. Uh, another, what do we think? Sorry, continue. I was just going to mention Zachariah came in last year, who's a great um, center D-mid from Germany. Uh, he's Swiss, but he came from Germany. Um, but yeah, I think I think they're a solid team. So I think I'd argue that they they were not that great in the midfield last year. Locatelli's there as well, who was yeah. injured. Z- Zachariah, that's the guy they got in Jer- uh, Jeremy uh, January. Yeah. Um, he was injured on and off. Pogba's coming in injured. I can uh, you can make an argument again. Try not to be biased that their midfield on day one has not improved. Just be, based off injuries. And who's on, between, like, McKinney, who we know you, you're going to get, Locatelli, yeah. who's good. I like Locatelli a lot, better than Declan Rice, um, and Zachariah. Uh, like, I, is that better than last year is my question. I think it's on par with last year. But last year. Yeah, last year was it like Locatelli, uh, Rabio, and Ramsey. Last year got like ugly, where it was like, <laughs> like because like Locatelli was hurt on and off, like Zachariah was hurt on. They they had a kind of a uh, ragtag crew going in every now and again. So I mean, they're lucky they got top four to be honest, but it's they still did because Roman kind of stunk. But no, I like I, I mean, of course, like that's all good transfers. And if they get Pogba, if they get Juve Pogba, like, that's a scary sight to see. But I just, you know, there's, there's still question marks here. I will say there's still question marks. Yeah. Um, Kostic also on the left side, like we mentioned. But, uh, yeah, I think a healthy team, obviously, on paper is, in my opinion, I think very much so better than last year. But, yeah, like you said, you're going to have to wait for Chiesa, Pogba, and who knows if any of the other any other injuries pop up before the season or to, before tomorrow and through basically you have to get to January. Um, I think post World Cup is when I think a lot of moves might be made. I'm trying to think. There's only what like two week two months worth of games before the World Cup. I think it's around Thanksgiving. I honestly, I was actually saying it to people at work today. I'm I'm protesting the World Cup based on uh, how Qatar treats their people. And if you fight me on that, you're a horrible person. True. No, it's not. I mean, that's kind of the debate right now going on with the uh, LIV Golf League as well. Same thing. Yeah. If you it's debate it, thing. you're a horrible person. So just don't debate. Yep. You're on the high ground. Absolutely. I'm so, yeah, I mean, Juventus. Uh, I know Beef doesn't like Juventus either, but I, I have always had a soft spot for Juventus as they're... Uh, yeah, it's like the BBC and Pirlo and the Pirlo and Arturo Vidal and uh, Marquisio in the midfield. How can you and Giovinco up front? How can you not like that team? No, I know, I love that team. That's the old lady though. That's like the True. the horse as the crest. 
Juve. And then they went to the dark side with that stupid new crest. Yeah, the, the J is I, stupid. Those old, that old school team with Buffon and Net. I mean, like, I don't know. Like sure. you said, the BBC, the Dalmakisio, Pogba, Lichsteiner. Come on, the list goes on yeah. and on. Manjucic. Manjucic Dan- played like... Wasn't Danny, Al- wasn't Danny Alves there for a little bit? Danny Alves was there. Um, <laughs> the friend, uh, Patrice Evra was there for a little bit, for like height, during the, the high day, the heyday. Like Quagliarello was uh, there. Who's the guy? Uh, they had they had some they had a crew. Uh, do you remember? I, I believe I believe it began with a V as well, kind of similar to Volovich, but the guy who took his pants off and had his underwear on. Oh, that's gonna ruin <laughs> my night. Was it? So was it I, I got a name here. Was it Vucinic? Yeah, I think that's it. I think it was Vucinic. That's Can the we, name. Uh, is it legal to put him in his underwear as the snippet of this? I, th- I think so, yeah. Is it legal? That's legal? He's, yeah, he's fully he's clothed. Yeah, I think we put that as the snippet. as the. That's got to be somewhere. That's a hilarious picture. That's arguably just if as you, funny as the giant <laughs> grabbing his crotch. Yeah, that if, you, if you look up his that's name, funny. it... If you look up his name, Vucinich Celebration is one of the top searches. Mirko Vucinich, Montenegrin, legend. That is hilarious. Is he oh, yeah. yeah. There's a video. Oh, yeah. Oh, There's, my God. He wore tighty whitey. Fa- famous. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Whitey's oh, my on. God. Oh, can you hear that? Yes. It's okay, though. No free ads. Oh, my but, God. I'm watching the video. That is hilarious. Oh, yeah, we can add this. <laughs> I want someone to watch this. Oh, it was a penalty, too, versus Pescara. Yeah, it's like you think, um, no, I'll take off my shirt, get the yellow card. No, go and take taking off the pants. Is that a yellow card? Oh, I think, he, yeah. He, he put them above his head like a, uh, like he was twirling around, like the Ryan Giggs celebration in the 90s, if you remember. Yeah. Legend. His tidy whities are crazy. They, they're, like, riding up his crack, too. Wow. <laughs> oh, you, it's a lot of, a lot of leg showing. Here's the number nine. Jeez. A lot of leg. A lot of leg. Yeah. Europeans love doing that. It's kind of concerning. They do. They love speedos and tidy whities. So yeah, they it's, not, it's right on par. It's just work. I don't know who is. I, I feel as though someone should go over and be like, hey, man, you should not wear tidy whities. Or like. I mean, you get some off. briefs. They got some nice, like, breathable briefs now. Honestly, like, what is the deal with that? I'm not even kidding. Why do Europeans wear like thongs when they go to like? <laughs> oh, like, no, it's true. Like they do that. It's yeah, the weirdest they shit. do. It's just like nude beach dude, like, in, t- in speedos. It's literally like the SpongeBob where he's like, put it away. There are children here. <laughs> yeah, but if your children are accustomed to it from the age three or something, then it's okay. Oh my God. It's like, dude, you're like, you're in your fifties and your hair is out of here. I'm just, I'm assuming like if they do that in public at home, they must be just walking around like in their tidy whites oh, too. Dude. Yeah. And they, so and then you like, I feel like if you ask like a European that they like say something like deep, like the human body is so beautiful. Yeah. You have to show it off. It's like, no, you, you don't. <laughs> you, don't. You, American, you Americans wear too much clothes. Yeah, you Americans do not understand the human body. It's like, bro, you're you have a bigger stomach than Santa Claus. Put it away. Like, that's why they, that's oh, why, that's why they those t-shirt pools for like they wear the pool. That's a common saying. If you wear a t-shirt, you should wear a t-shirt in the pool. That's just uh, yeah. you know that type of person. I meant that for Europeans apparently. 
All right, but uh, probably, I'd say yeah. that's enough enough Juventus for tonight, and uh, we can move on to. I mean, we covered a little bit of Napoli, but do you have any uh, closing statements on Napoli? Uh, I'll I'll say with this, I don't know where it's going, and I'm I couldn't be more excited for a season. Genuinely, I have no because at least look like the last year's crew, you knew what you were getting, you knew what Insignia would do, Mertens, so on and so forth. Cool Bali is still to go. Uh, at least this year, it's like holy shit, this team could like you could make a case they challenge and make a run because like they have a lot of good players, and you could also make a case that everybody hates each other and they finish in ten. Like. It's exciting. I don't know. I'm ready to see it. Either Luciano Spalletti, like, honestly, becomes a great coach, or he gets sacked by, like, Christmas or January. Like, I have no idea. So let's see where this goes. They are, like, I'm a big believer that there's always a big team in every league, or at least in uh, England and Serie A, that drops the first match. Napoli could be one of that. Like, they could just roll an egg day one, game one. Like you have no idea. So, let's see. Yeah, I mean, of the top four teams from last year, I think Napoli has taken the biggest step down, obviously, with losing a few talent. But like you said, they brought in a bunch, a few ta- more talents with Kavara. And, uh, I mean, Osiman is not a recent transfer, but he's going to be a big focal point of, um, of this team. And if he can score goals, Napoli will be perfectly fine. I think defensively, Losing Kubali is tough, but again, new new defenders and players rise up from these uh, occasions, and someone's gonna fill in, huh? Kim and Ostergaard, too good. Yeah, too good. So like someone, I think someone's gonna step up. No one's. This team isn't gonna struggle. I think Spalletti's a good coach. Midfield wise, they're still fine. If they lose Fabian Ruiz, maybe a little bit of a depth loss there, but if they bring in a goalie, I think that's a big piece as well because. Yeah. As great as as great as Koulibaly has been over the past few years, and the reason not Chelsea went after him, he's one of the best defenders in the world. Uh, but Napoli, I think, could have been way better if they had a fantastic goalie in, in net. Uh, yeah. They made they made got by with Moret and Ospina over the years, and Ospina has been fine. But having a superstar goalie in net, uh, as well as a good line in front of you, is just a huge huge factor. And I think if they get Kaylor Navas or even Kepa from Chelsea, either one of those is a big step up and uh, could help them in defense. But, uh, yeah, I mean, they'll also have Champions League to juggle, uh, which could be hard. But this could be one of the years they just – I mean, they're not expected to make a run in Champions League, but this could be one of the years that they just, you know, toss it aside. They always draw, like, PSG and Liverpool, so that'll be fun. Uh, I will say I'm excited. I really want Raspadori. I do. I think he's a great player. I've always really liked him when he's played. I've watched him a lot at Sassuolo. He was on the Euro 2020 team that won. Young talent. Um, a very related, very similar game to Aguero. Not saying he is Aguero. Don't yell at me, people. I'm saying he's similar. I think uh, I think he'd be really well playing either alongside Victor or behind him. Giovanni Simeone, he had some good goals last season. He's 26. That's pretty cool. That means his dad's going to be at the game. And then, uh, what was my last? Tengue and Dombele, I really like to see. Coming soon. So, like, as long as, like, those three transfers, I think would be all right. Long stretch would be, um, oh, my God. 
Dom Slavot side. I don't know if you remember him. Talent on uh, uh, on RB Leipzig, I think, or Salzburg, one of the Red Bull teams. He's also good like that. So, again, FIFA transfer status. Like, it's just, like, sell financial takeover and just bring a bunch of – I don't even know what they're doing. It's legal. But I'm excited. Let's see. Yeah. I think Raspadori is a big one. Um, and, like you said, T- Tangway and Dombele. Greg Hopp, our Spurs guy, he knows a lot about him. And he said, you'll either get a player that's great or horrible. There's no in-between. Uh, I believe he used some other words. But there's no in-between for him, in his opinion. But, I mean, I think – a lot of players that move to Serie A, especially midfielders. I mean, if you look at um, what's his name, guy from Chelsea, Jorginho. No, he went to Milan. I forget his name. Bakai. Was it like? Uh, um, wow, we're being idiots. Bakayoko. Bakayoko. Uh, yeah, it. he was. I mean, he was. He was serviceable for Milan for a couple years and. Uh, I think Ndombele could be perfectly fine. Let's see. La- he was touted. La- he was touted bef- when he went to Spurs to be the next big thing, and then Mourinho hated him. <laughs> I honestly have never really seen him play, so I I, I don't know. Maybe I'll do a YouTube after this. Like he's I French. Do there you go. He's so got to be either, good. He's he's French. He either like cares a lot, or he either has like that French like arrogance, like don't give a shit. So it's like that, it might be that one. <laughs> It could, be, it could be that one. Um, Either last, way. Last, last, last comment on Naples, I'll say. It's Victor's year. Uh, the whole team is built for him. Screw Irving Lozano. You stink. I want you to get transferred to Crystal Palace so you can <laughs> torment Steve at how bad you are. But that's a bit, it's a big year for him because he's going to be starting. So let's see. Put up or shut up here for him. But everything points to um, Victor's offensively. So he should be... Talk about 15 goals. He should be 15 goals. Yeah, and my last my last piece on Napoli is I totally forgot about Lozano, but as much as you hate him, he, this could be his year with Insigne and Mertens leaving. Um, this could put more focus on him and more need on him to score goals and produce because Insigne and Mertens are gone. So we'll see you there. And, yeah, I think Ndombele. Well, so Ndombele, Raspadori. And a keeper. Those are the need them. It's, need them before this window's over. Ridiculous. It's it's literally ridiculous what they're doing. I don't even. I don't even know. It's like a new person every time. I I think Raspadori is going to happen. I'm feeling tomorrow's the day. They're like inching I mean, closer and closer. Yeah. I mean, so before we move on to top four, and maybe I I want to toss in now a uh, Capo Canonero prediction since we've mentioned it. Uh, what uh, you because you've been mentioning it. Uh, about the Sassuolo and hating Southern clubs. And yeah, this do. this transfer has been a big saga for the past couple weeks for you. So your closing thoughts on that. On the whole Sassuolo-Raspadori transfer? Yeah. So it's it's like they initially... So what happened was... The reason I'm kind of mad is because they just sold Locatelli to Juve. And that also dragged on for after the Euro for a while. It was almost the start of the season. Locatelli was still in Sassuolo. And I'm pretty sure that the transfer structure was like a two-year loan with like a very small obligation to buy, maybe even a three-year loan. And for some reason, and I don't know why, when it comes to Naples trying to buy Raspadori, they're making them put up more cash up front, and it won't be a loan or obligation. Plus, easily, easily attainable bonuses on top of the cash that they want. So initially... 
Naples was like, hey, I'll give you 20 mil for him. You know, it seems about fair. Like, no, we want 25. And it was like, all right, 25 would work. Like, no, 28. So on and so forth. And so now we're at 30 plus 5 million bonuses. I think they're just shaking them down. And it's been weeks of this baloney. And if it was Juve, they would be like a seven-year loan with a maybe option to buy if you want to pay five euro. Garbage. And uh, the person to shake down is not on, or uh, De Laurentiis. Uh, it's not not a good guy to shake no. down. Uh, you'll scare him off pretty quick. He's not he's not known to spend the spend a lot of money. He like I what I give him credit though is he literally only does business according to him. He refuses to do business like outside of his what he feels like. It's good, but also a really bad thing. <laughs> yeah, not great at times. Yeah. But we'll move on to a couple closing things. Our top four, our final top four predictions. I think we made. A couple statements uh, during the summer about um, top four, but that was pre uh, all these transfers that we mentioned. So I guess I'll, I'll pass it to you, Paul, for your top four, and uh, if you want to toss in your relegation teams as well. All right, I'll I'll do this off the top of my head. I'll do my top four. I'll start at one. Let me start at one. I'll start at one. I'm gonna go Inter Milan. Quiet, not a lot of moves. But their team has zero turn. I love no turnover. I think that Roma is flashy. It's so easy to get caught up in the transfers. It's so easy to say this team's nasty. I do it every year. You get caught up. They're the, the Everton effect. Remember when Everton got all those players? Everyone was like, oh, they're nasty. They almost got relegated. It's the Everton effect. Inter got Lukaku back. They kept that same core. The defense is still there. They got Onana. Samir Adanovic is still there. Like Their whole core is still there. They also got Chalanoglu on a revenge tour after what Milan did to them, to him. Poor guy last season after they won the Scudetto. I um, I do think Inter Milan, it's the lazy pick. It's the not fun pick, but I, I do feel it's the safe bet. Inter Milan at one, two. Uh, I'm going to go crazy and say Roma. I do think Roma takes a big step forward. I don't know if they can go the whole distance, but if they get a defender... Watch out for him. I really do. Three, I'm going to go Juventus just because that's. I feel as though they, they can't get out of top four. And if their players all stay healthy and click, Vlahovic is a, is a machine. So that they really, I don't know. They if, if everything goes according to plan for them, they'll get there. And then four, I'm going to go AC Milan. I like Milan's window. I don't love Milan's window. Origi came in. Some guy from Club Brugge. That's how Luis van Gaal pronounces it. Yep. Came in that people like some other French guy. Um, they didn't do enough for me, really, to say, like, oh, we took a step forward. That's my top four. So to recap, you had Inter. Inter, Roma. Roma Juve. Uh, I'm going to go, you know what? Milan, Juve. Fuck Juve. I'll go four. Okay. So Napoli, top six. I'm going to go Napoli in, in Europa spot. I'm gonna go. Okay. I'm, I think five for them is good. I think Europa sh- is fair for this team. Uh, it'll be interesting to see how they do in Champions League. They, I, I have no idea, but I think I bet if we're look. If my prediction for Naples is five, Europa, and by next summer they'll sell Ossenheim for big money and right. bring back like my it. most ads on Skamaka and pair him with Raspadori. That's my honest opinion. Yeah. So uh, I guess. 
you you mentioned the guy uh, that I was going to bring up, Charles de Quetelare from Club Bruges, uh, Belgian, young player. Uh, Looks like and a lot of people. A lot of I don't know much about him, but a lot of people are touting him as a potential best signing of the year in yeah. Syria. So I mean, a player to watch for sure. So got to look out for him. And a lot of people have Milan repeating as well. Uh, but for me, as well as you, uh, I'll go Inter uh, winning this year. I think, I mean, like you said, not much turnover and getting Lukaku back is a, a huge plus. And while AC Milan has made a few moves and not really let too many people go, I, I don't think they uh, doubled down. Although they're they're right there and they're in second for me. So I have Inter, then AC Milan. And then third, I'm going to go Roma, uh, I think. For all the things we've mentioned and coaching as well, I think they easily secure a top four spot. And Tammy, like we mentioned, is just a huge piece to that. Having a top scorer on your side uh, is going to prove to be um, worth it coming in third for me. And then fourth, this is where it gets tough. It's like like you, we've mentioned Napoli could make the push that I think that's what they're making the push towards is four. I don't think uh, any higher than that is really in their cards, but I'm going to go Juventus. Um, and I think the second half of the year is where they really um, make their moves and get stronger as a side and maybe make a push higher. But uh, that'll be my top four with Inter, AC Milan, Roma and Juventus. Napoli just missing out. Tough. I, I think Naples will go as far as uh, the defense will let them. If the defense comes together quickly and they, uh, I don't know, secure the back line there, I think the offense will produce. But I think it's all with the defense. Anyway, uh, relegation. I think this is a bit straightforward. I don't think there'll be much parity. If you relegate one team, I will get mad. I think we all get mad. Steve will get mad too. Um, I do think Cambronese, they're going to be in dead last. They stink. They're really bad. I'm with, they're, I'm with, they're bad. I'm with you there. Yeah, De Laurentiis actually is um, a proponent for a 19-team Serie A, and them <laughs> being in the league does not do a 20-team league justice. I'll say that. They're bad. Um, I'm going to go – there was other uh, – shit, who was the other one that I thought was Le- – Lecce at 19, Lecce. also yeah. bad. Uh, last year, teams in the bottom half a good rotation. I don't think Lecce and – like, at least, like, Venezia was a cool team. And they got relegated. They had, like, Nani and a few other – like, Busio, who I like, uh, Tessman, Tanner Tessman. Yeah. Like, Lecce – Stinks. They really have. They don't really have much to offer in terms of players. So I hope they get relegated. Though they're a southern team. And then at uh, was it 18? I'm gonna have. I'm gonna have Spezia. I think it's their time. I just think it's their. They've had their stay. They had their fun. Though they have Daniel Maldini, who I'll be watching closely this whole season. Um, I don't know. I just think they've overstayed their welcome in Serie. A, to be quite frank. Yeah, so I'm in agreement. I'm in agreement with Cremonese and Lecce at 20th Don't and 19th. Don't do uh, it. No, I won't. I won't do it. Uh, the do team, it. obviously, that Paul and Steve, who's not here, is talking about is Salernitana. 
A team, that's de- a team that's definitely in contention Brady. for this bottom half of the table. And uh, what was what was uh, the stat from last year? The stat from last year was they had to win one game in their final three games in order to for salvation. And they didn't. And on their last game, they played Udinese with nothing to play. Udinese already was safe, and they couldn't go any higher. And they lost 4-0 on the game that they needed <laughs> to, to stay in the league. They lost 4-0. But luckily for them, Cagliari did not score a goal. And Cagliari got relegated while uh, Salernitana stayed up. Yeah, so I, I will not have Salernitana going down. And uh, They're awesome. I mean... This is, Spezia is the easy one for me to say, but I'm gonna I'll change it up and I'll go. So I'm not in total agreement with Paul. I'm gonna say Torino. Uh, we did not mention like uh, earlier that Gallo might be going to Roma, correct? Yeah, I I I, I think he will. They need to move their backup striker, but I hope he does. Either way, if he leaves, this is the that's the kicker. They obviously already lost uh, Bremer to Juventus. Um, and he was the best defender of the year last year, or if not one of them. So that that loss and Gallo inevitably leaving, in our opinion, uh, is what's going to put them in 18th place for me, getting relegated. And plus, their uh, their manager is Ivan Juric, the old Verona coach, who's a who plays like old school, step on your ankle, score from across. Just almost talk about boring soccer. And if they don't have a guy that can score goals, they're going to have stinker of games, like truly the most boring games that's horrible for the league. I hope they get relegated. They're like, they're like ever. <laughs> I mean, they, they were very close last year, but uh, I think this is the year they potentially um, go down with the loss of talent. I also have a shout-out to Sampdoria, too. I feel like they should get flushed out soon. Genoa got flushed out, but I think it's Sampdoria's time soon, too. But Spezia... Yeah, if uh, runner-ups would be Spezia and Samp for me as well. Yeah, Samp losing Damsgaard is a tough hit. I can't wait to listen. They really not that special. I can't wait to listen back to this and just be completely wrong the whole time. I think we'll get. I think we're we're two of those three for relegation for sure. We thought Salernitana was going down, and we were right (laughs) like two thirds of the season. They went on a glory run. It's. The relegation battle in the last few games, like you mentioned, is it's just a it's a coin flip. They could have been down. I know it, it really. They had I think Salonidad had ten points, like well yeah, like into a, well into the like the spring. We just like them because they're gritty and they got a good logo, you know. Gritty good logo. Frank Ribery's on the team. Like they actually have some decent players. Fazio, remember Fazio from Roma? Yep. He's on their yep. team. Uh. They now have um, Matteo Lovato, one of my favorite young center backs. Oddly enough, I like them. Uh, speaking of Matteo Lovato, we did not mention Atalanta at all. This or Mazza, two big teams here. Atalanta is is the Leicester City equivalent. Period. End of story. Same club, just in Italy, and same type of transfer window. Just extremely bad, and nothing's happening. Yeah, and Zapata is their Vardy. 
Yeah, exactly. And I'm trying to think who else. Um, Only, I mean, Muriel is there, like Mares, I guess. They, but they let go of they let go of Goosens, like uh, Lester's about to let go of Fofana. They let go to of uh, that other young kid that went to Man U and he won't, will never play ever. He should have stayed. In uh, uh, Diallo. You know? Yeah, they let go of Diallo. Like they had great business and they bought Boga. Jeremy Boga's on the team. He stunk. Um, they're they're like all over the place. Gasparini's still a great manager though. Bill Belichick of of talent of coaches, for, for real. Sure. And they have a few, few. I mean, yeah, they're just like solid midfielders in place. So, yeah, just like Leicester. Similar last, colors too. Last last comment on Serie A before we wrap up here. Mozza might give Salernitana the gritty team. They have Piscina, who is famed for a. Uh, in the Euros, doing the um, what's it called? The what's the FIFA celebration when you just dead, dead dead fish? Dead fish. He dead fished in the Euros, and he came into training once with a Pornhub bag. You gotta love both of that. Uh, Sensi, I love Sensi. He was really good at one point in life. And then to top it all off, the man, the myth, the legend, Moose Andrea Patania is headed to Monza. It's official. Um, two things about Moose I'll mention. One, scored a goal and grabbed his crotch in a hilarious fashion. Two, last year scored a bicycle kick no one's talking about. Guy's an enigma. Three, I didn't. I don't forget it. Three, he scored over 15 goals for Spa once. An enigma. Spa gritty. <laughs> bring back, bring back Spa. Spa. Okay, before we move on to the last thing of Capo Canieri. Monza, since we mentioned them, where how high do you see them finishing? Uh, 10th place. Max. They don't think, max. I don't think they I don't think they go on to the top half of the table, but uh I do I do feel like they're like a remember when Leeds came onto the scene and they kinda like hit the ground like I don't know, they they did really yeah. well. I, I feel like they're like a Leeds. Maybe it's I don't like, maybe not similar style of play, but just like in terms of they get promoted and they stay in the EPL. Oh shit, yeah. Yeah, there's a few. Damn, there's a few. There's a few teams like that, like that you bring up. Leeds, Sheffield United, uh, yeah. from that league. Uh, maybe like Verona's been in the league, but what Verona's been doing for the past couple of years, yeah. um, and like breaking into that top ten. Uh, but yeah, I don't see them getting any higher than ten as well, and probably finishing closer to like thirteen. Similar to not saying they're Palace, but similar to Crystal Palace. Yeah, I I think Palace is actually fair. I think that's fair. That type of team, and yeah. uh, hopefully they build on this and keep going because what they're doing, what they did this window was fun to watch, and hopefully that team comes together and is fun to watch. Their first ever season in Serie, and their owner, who's the Donald Trump equivalent in Italy, said after they got promoted, now it's time to go for the Champions League. Love that. Yeah, I mean, put the money into the club, build it up, and just keep going for years, and you're fine. Forza. Forza. And uh, last thing, uh, top score. Who's your top score? I'm gonna say Victor. I believe. I honestly, if you look top to bottom, he it's really his like offense, and he's he can score. He's gonna be taking penalties this year, I, I believe. Uh, as long as he's healthy, it's his. No African Cup of Nations, though it's the World Cup, but everyone's off. Uh, that's he's like literally the whole offense. So I, as he'll take us as far as we can go. So. 
yeah, I mean, definitely Osiman is in the running. And like you said, he's the guy. He's the probably the only guy. Yeah. Um, a lot of these other teams have other mouths to feed. But at Napoli, Osiman is definitely the one that they're going to need to rely on. I mean, I guess a couple names to toss out would be like Osiman, Volovic, Lukaku, Tammy Abraham. Um, I mean, those are the big four that come to mind. Origi, maybe. Maybe. I don't love it. Nah. Uh, no, I wouldn't even put him there. <laughs> I, I do think those big four are fair, though. But uh, I, Also, people forget Fiorentina's in the league. They got uh, that uh, Real Madrid guy that everybody loves. Joe, Jovic. 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 Jovic, yep. But yeah, of those four that I mentioned, I'm going to go with Dusan Volovic. I think uh, this second year at Juventus and... I think, yeah, similar to uh, Napoli's situation. He's it, He is the guy, and he'll have some uh, good people around him to feed him the ball. And, yeah, I don't think – I think Tammy it will do good, but I think there's a lot of other people that will score some goals there. And then Lukaku still is Lotaro Martinez. Yeah. I do I, – I think it's between, like you said, Vlahovic or – or Victor. I do think that between the two of them, they're they're both the guys on their team. So let's see. Yeah. I'll be I mean, I'm rooting for Victor as well. Uh, but like you said, no no African Cup of Nations, that's big. And with the the part that's annoying about the African Cup of Nations is that the league still carries on and they miss those yeah. games completely. World Cup, they'll actually be taking a break, so all these players uh, won't be missing league games, which is uh, very important. Especially for Victor this year, because last year he missed however many games, and he was doing unbelievable before. Yeah, I know. That's I mean that's the the worst thing about Africa Cup of Nations, but the players got to play in it. Yeah, for sure. And I mean Chelsea's gonna have to deal with that. Um, from my perspective, probably, uh, what is it next year for Kulabali? And they sure. did they dealt with it with Mendy, but um, still. Uh, but yeah, I think that's. Pretty much everything for today's podcast for Syria. And like we mentioned, if you want to follow us on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, YouTube, it's at the Tuto Posto. Um, and what I had something else I was going to say, I think. Uh, last comment for me. Oh, you wanted to say that Chelsea's Loan Academy? You want to talk about that? Oh, um, no, we could we could skip that next, if you want. Another pod. Um, yeah. We'll do that now. Teaser for the next pod. Last thing I'll say here. I'm going to go at a few people who are on the last podcast. Scott McTominay. I'm looking right in the camera. Scott McTominay has more goals than Declan Rice in the English Premier League. Fact. If you look at numbers, if a number is bigger than a number, num- another number, then that means they have more. Pretty high-level explanation. Scott McTominay has more, a bigger number than Declan Rice. <laughs> And so must be told that he has more goals. Period. End of story. Yeah, I That's mean, beef. You're going Numbers. to beef. We, we know you're going to beef. And just to conclude this Numbers. argument about the goals, in 121 appearances, Scott McTominay has 11 goals. 11. 11. The That's number is 11. 11. That is Premier League only. In 168 appearances, Declan Rice has six goals. Six. Less than 11. Less than 11. <laughs> Thus, the conclusion, based on statistics, 
that Scott McTominay is superior in the Golds Department than Declan's Rice. Correct. Yep. This is not a dig at anyone who was on the previous podcast. This is just a fact. Water is wet. Grass is occasionally green. <laughs> you need air to breathe. Scott McTominay has more goals in the Premier League of England than than Declan's Rice. He does. But in that person's defense that you are not going after specifically, Declan's Rice has eight assists, while Scott McTominay only has three. Wow. <laughs> not much. So what's the total goal contribution number for each? Do the math for me. 14 for Scott McTominay and 14 for Declan Rice. It's <laughs> 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 fucking awesome. But, but... 121 appearances for Scott and and 168 for Declan's Rice, so he's got 40 more games on him. Declan Rice has 100. Declan's Rice has 168 appearances. My guy yep. can't score more goals. Yep. Fucking Declan Rice scored a goal against a public team. He scored a goal against a public team, and then it did uh, the Michael Jackson dance, and everyone was like, "Oh, that's so cool!" But if Jesse Lingard did that, everyone would be pissed off. And that's a fact. <laughs> I love it though. I like that you brought it up because this was a it wasn't this is a hotly contested debate that's it's been going on for to years. About it's a number. The number of Scott McTominay is bigger than the number of Declan Rice when it comes to goals. Period. And and in less games, more efficient. Where where's the debate in that? In the numbers, yeah. how can you debate numbers? We'll we'll see. We'll see what happens in the next pod because I'm sure this is going to keep carrying over forever because I love it. What you don't get <laughs> is how you can debate one number is you bigger can't. than the other. Yeah. Factually, statistically, you can't. Conceptually, yeah. let's see what happens. Numbers Haters are numbers. Are furious. Haters are furious I listened to the last podcast. And the and the way things going, Man U is uh, going to be starting Scott McTominay and Fred all year long, so he's going to be have more opportunity to play. I can't wait for that. The problem with Scott McTominay is a hard <laughs> worker. You can tell he's a hard worker, and every coach has to put the hard worker in the lineup. Yep, for sure. But yeah, we'll sign off once again. Follow us at the Tuta Posto uh, on TikTok, Instagram, Twitter. Uh, Paul's in charge of Twitter, so if you like his takes on this podcast. You'll love him on Twitter. Follow us there. Um, if you want to follow me, I'm at, at Michelangelo Lifts. And then at Michelangelo Fits as well. If you want to check that out. Paul Garozo is at Paul Garozo on Instagram. His Twitter is disabled. He's been banned for life. I don't know what happened. <laughs> but yeah, uh, thank you for tuning in to the Serie A pod. And we'll be back for Serie A recaps of this, this next weekend. And... Uh, Premier League recaps, Premier League previews coming at you all year long. 2022-2023 season is underway. Paul, before we leave, score prediction of Napoli Verona on Monday. 1-1 one, one snooze fest. Let's okay. go. Monday Thank afternoon. Thank you very, very much. Go Eagles. Ciao.